Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Bash Bros Podcast. My name is Brad Nelson, and today I'm joined by my brother from another mother, Corey B. MTG. <laughs> what is up, bro? <laughs> very nice intro. I feel I feel very welcome. I'm doing good, man. You know, no complaints from me. You know, just living life. How's my brother? Uh, I'm all right. I, I kind of threw my back out, and I've had a long, stressful week of testing that I'm still recovering from. Ooh. Uh, now you, you know, have to just, recover just from a, an actual injury, huh? Yeah, I threw my back out doing something really exciting, really adventurous. Were you climbing? Were you, I know there's a lot of, like, hikes in Seattle. Were you, like, doing that? Oh, no, 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 Okay, no. playing basketball, some kind of sporting oh, of event? Not, no. or, of course oh, not, no, no. Okay, playing. I was giving my dog a treat. Oh, oh okay. I were you giving your dog, give a treat? dog a treat? <laughs> were you giving your dog a treat while you were playing basketball or jumping into a van or something? Nope, just in our living room. Okay, nope, just, impressive. Uh, just bent over to give her a treat, and when I stood back up, uh, something <laughs> tweaked in my back. So, uh, hmm. so that's been that's been the last twenty four hours of my life. Fun, yeah. Since I turned thirty last week. I get those random injuries and random soreness oh, all the time, up. too. <laughs> shut up. All right. Anyway, just for everyone that is listening at home, if you want to follow us on a platform, you can do so on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. That'll give you the show notes, links to a lot of our stuff. It'll also alert you uh, to when the next episodes come out. We usually come out every every week on Thursday, but every once in a while we come out on Wednesday or Friday. But, uh, yeah, so you can go over and do that. Do uh, it now. Else, also, yeah. Uh, also, this week we've got a pretty exciting uh, episode topic because the Call Time Championship is, is this weekend. I spent the last week and a half of my life testing for this tournament because it's really big since I'm up high in the MPL standing. So another big finish could catapult me to Worlds and another year of MPL. Yeah, and 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 take over Paulo Vitor Davide Rosa, the the task that is not easily done. That's for sure. No, it's a tall ask. It's a tall yeah. drink of water. But but if he gets the first slot in the next league weekend, then I can take the, the one after that. So the great thing is, is yeah. if, he, if he keeps succeeding, he'll be removed from the MPL in a positive way for the next league weekend. <laughs> now, if you're at home asking, how does the league weekend work? So I'm not so else. sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so look that up. Um, Actually... That is, um, that's our special guest this week. Uh, Speaking of a tall drink of water, of course we have a good a special very, guest, right? We do. And <laughs> and uh, to explain all the finer details of MPL Rivals League Weekends, uh, we brought in the specialist, Brian Brown-Doon. Hi, Brian. How's it going? I haven't slept in over 24 hours, Mr. Nelson and Mr. <laughs> Bellmeister. I've been wow. reading up on the document. I'm about third of the way through. But I think I'm starting to piece together uh, a little bit of how it works. Um, I do have a lot of like bulletin boards and shit taped to my wall, but so you're basically wait, wait, wait. always sunny, memeing it up. Yeah, huh? yeah. So you have bulletin boards and feces, right? Yeah, taped to walls. Yes. Wow. You have went to descent into madness then, huh, Brian? It's probably go to bed, buddy. Yeah. I mean, it's gotten to the shit flinging stage, you know, like. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was for the Kel time championship this weekend when you're really throwing shit at the wall and hoping it sticks. Oh, I'll be throwing shit in this podcast because of, I want to, you know, spoil it, but what I would consider to be the ultimate (laughs) Bash Bros betrayal of all time. (laughs) Oh my god! Took place this week. 
Oh Bash my god, that's foreshadowing. Bash Pro on special guest <laughs> Prime. Prime. And I it pains me to to have to talk What's about What's ridiculous it. about this is the you you were <laughs> all right, whatever. We'll we'll get into it later. All right. So before before we jump into anything um too serious mm. and potentially criminal like yep. Yes, uh, yes. This weekend is the call time championship, but if you're not qualified, which most of you aren't, because only uh, wow, so most of, of you are. aren't, Brag. Wow. <laughs> there is there is a way for you to qualify this weekend, and that is through the SCG tour. Started on Friday, there'll be eight satellites that qualify <laughs> you for the 5K. Four uh, satellites. Good job. Starting on Friday this weekend, there will be eight satellites. Oh, oh, I thought you said on Friday there will be eight. But no, right. I, I, oh, great job. I'll, I'll I am up. a co-founder of MTG Melee. I know my <laughs> shit, Corey. <laughs> Sit the F down. I'm already sitting. Jumps on you. Good. All right. <laughs> so the SCG Tour, there's eight satellites, four on Friday, four on Saturday. All, all eight of them qualify you for the 5K Strixhaven Championship Qualifier on Sunday uh, that you could win, you know, a ton of money and a qualification to the Strixhaven Championship. That is probably in June or July. <laughs> yeah, you can't actually win a ton of money. That's too much money. It's only a, a thousand or so. But otherwise, you nailed it. Is what? What? You you can't win a full ton of money. That's too much money to be giving away. A metric ton. I I don't think they pay out Corey, in 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 that. But yeah. Corey, why? Just why? Because <laughs> I, I missed you. Because I missed you. Why is? Why is this how you want to record a podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like of all the ways that you could choose to do it. I'm trying to I lose like Maguchi early. I'm trying to lose Maguchi a little bit earlier this time so we can get to our topic. So my bad. I'll, also, I'll... it's $1,500 that you can win in first place. Second okay. place is $1,000. <laughs> and third place is a metric ton of dollars. <laughs> my God. All right, I'll see myself out. Continue. <laughs> right. Well, that's 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 kind of all I got. Don't, there. Uh, don't um, throw your back out seeing yourself out there, Corey. <laughs> yeah, I am thirty now, so you never really know. <laughs> just the worst. Like, but I did just get a COVID vaccine this morning, so I'm pretty sure I have superpowers. You know, I can levitate. Um, you know, I I, I got some cool stuff going on. Ben metal. I don't know mind. where you're going with this. What is happening? <laughs> Well, I, this is not, I don't need to spend my time this way. <laughs> I, <laughs> I could be laid on a couch in pain oh, right you're, now. <laughs> you're too good to talk about Corey's newfound special powers that he got from his COVID-19 vaccine, Brad. Is that what it is? Wow, Brad. That is. I thought we had something special with this brothership. Your own brother there just is something had a special. microchip. There's something very special about our relationship. <laughs> Is it, is it, is it, sorry, sorry, Brian, were you saying something about microchips? We should probably get back to we that. We should. Yes, we should. <laughs> oh, oh y'all done making jokes? Yep. We're done. Perfect. Awesome. I don't think anything oh, was right. a joke that was just said though, right? Isn't that all <laughs> on the up and up? Well, you're, you'd be, you'd be <laughs> correct in the fact that it wasn't funny. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's not true, yeah. but yeah, I, I get going. Oh, but it is. <laughs> the Bash Bros Podcast is proudly sponsored by BCW Supplies. BCW offers great products at an even better price. From their Elite 2 sleeves to the DeckBot line, you're sure to get an amazing product. I've been using their sleeves and deck boxes for the last year, and let me tell you, bro, their durability is unparalleled. 
Well, if you're interested in trying them out yourselves, you can go to bcwsupplies.com and order today. BCW Supplies, protect, store, display. Slogans, marketing, magic. Wow. All right, what are we talking about for magic today, boys? I mean, I thought today we'd just talk about the uh, the Call Time Championship, uh, okay. our preparation. Brian and I are both participating in it. And uh, talk about the standard metagame and the historic metagame, because both those dropped on Wednesday, which is like an hour after recording this, so it's really exciting. But, you yeah. know, you're going to be hearing about this like 18 hours or more since then. So it's probably, you know, old hat by then. But this is <laughs> exciting for us. The metagames came out, and I kind of nailed one of them. And I was pretty close on the other one. So all in all, I'm I'm really excited about my decks and chances in this tournament. Um, okay. But I, I, I think we just start off the conversation with, you know, Brian's discrepancies and issues. Right. Yeah, Brian, um, you got any problems? I do. I do actually have uh, one major issue here, mm. you know. You don't like your deck or... Well, see... You got the metagame wrong, or... Well, I didn't know... I had no idea what the metagame would be, but... Okay. Mr. Nelson over here, he believed that a certain strategy would be the sixth most played deck in Standard. As it turns okay. out, it was the fifth most played deck in Standard. So pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close. I mean, it was a good guess. That was yeah. the deck that he suggested that I should play. A decision okay. that I agreed with... However, he then included main deck hate in his own deck for this fifth most played strategy, which he believes... And which strategy is this, which Brian? Which is Demir Rogues, of course. This... Are you telling me that Brad Nelson put main deck escape cards into his uh, deck just did. to spite you? He did. He was like, you should play Rogues. Wow. And then he... This motherfucker's out here main decking Felucronoses. <laughs> <laughs> it is the ultimate betrayal. Never Brad, care to comment on this? Never seen a uh, betrayal, betrayal like this. Oh, I could gladly comment I'd on love this. To hear okay. it. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. All right. So I predicted the mirror. So I'm playing Soul Tile Tomatum. I can't give away everything about her deck, but I will say that one of my 80 cards is a Pelucranos. Yes. I, okay. I know one of the 80 cards in this deck. I don't know the other <laughs> yeah. 79, but I can tell you one of them. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no yeah. idea if there's any emergent ultimatums in there or not. Couldn't Who knows? Tell you. But we know there's a Pelucronos. Oh, oh yeah. And um, <laughs> so, so you know, using you know game theory, mm. you can say that a one of in an eighty card deck is probably going to have a very small impact on your win percentage. But if that card has escape and ten percent of the metagame is a, a deck called Demir Rogues, which you have a tough to time winning game one. And that one copy of Pelucranos might swing the matchup. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a decent card to put in your main deck when you also have 16 cards you want in your sideboard and you want to make room for one of them in the main deck so that you can play all 16 of them. Okay. So so that was my decision-making. My decision-making was not to manipulate or coerce Brian into playing the deck he's been playing for the last six months. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Mostly only I was deck trying you've been just... playing in standard. Mostly, I was just like, you know, you you know, I I think Demir Rogues is a decent choice. So the deck that you've liked to play, you know, you can play. Mm, mm, yeah. um, you know, that seems like a logical explanation to me, Brian. I, I think you might be overreacting. I'm not buying it. Demir Rogues is only eight percent of the meta game. 
And that number is artificially inflated as he knew for a fact one person who would be playing the deck on his recommendation. Oh my <laughs> guy, it's just it is so low. And I can't I mean it's you're, you're, believe. you don't even you don't even want to know how many cards I brought for Team or Adventures. Oh, I'm, what a shame against those people. Yeah, I know. You have zero, right? Zero for that deck, and you I can't just believe have how many days cards? you tried oh, no. to convince me to play Teamer Adventures. The nerve no, of our, our deck is our deck is completely warped <laughs> for the correct metagame. Like our deck is designed to care about Sultai Teamer, Monored, and Cycling. Like, really? Like, oh, oh yeah, we pegged the metagame. Like, like if you scroll down, I, I I tweeted this, but like this was my most played predictions last week that we based a lot of our decisions on. I mean, some of the numbers are a little bit different, but they're close enough to be almost spot on. Okay, and then you tested with, uh, like, the same squad again, right? Like, Sifka, is it, who's the rest of the squad? Yeah, so um, the squad is uh, Ivan Flock, Stanislav Skifka, Andrei Strasky, uh, KK. Um, I, 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 they're, they're in Rivals. I, I should know their actual name, but it, they're just... Sure, not KK, sure. sorry. It was... Um, it's uh, it's Flashjack. I don't know their actual name because they're just that's their real Flashjack name. in here. I think that's their real yeah, name. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. it. And then Seth Manfield, and we added K Prince uh, to test for this one because we wanted to add another body. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that was our testing squad. And uh, most most of our standard stuff was theory crafting. We played a little bit, but like most of it was metagame predictions, theory crafting. All of us have so much Soul Tile Tomatum experience. And yeah, standard is really, there's not too many new decks coming out. It's just fine tuning these decks. Everyone kind of knows how to play them. It's just knowing, well, the new, the metagame has completely shifted since the last league play, right? Like the last league play, we thought that mono red, mono white, Naya yeah. Fury, Naya Fury was the most popular deck, right? Like yep. Naya Fury, uh, Gruel Adventures was still kind of popular and cycling and team adventures were just starting to pop up. Mm-hmm. So, like, now our deck has way more focus for Team Adventures and Cycling, like, actually has real game plans against them. What are the that cards that focus against Teamer? I, I, I've always kind of struggled with what cards you actually want for that deck. Uh, it, it just comes down to, like, uh, well, one is your game plan, and I don't want to give that away. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, just share whatever you can. I know uh, you can't say everything. But it's just, like, it's stuff, like cards but... like Negate are just not going to be good. Duress aren't going to be good. So you want to have, like, Disdainful Other stroke effects. and stuff. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like disdainful okay. stroke is actually playable in the matchup, and and you know, like certain amounts of removal spells and threats, and how you want your deck to be built up your sideboard. Like these are all things that we didn't really have answered last time, mm-hmm. and we do now. And then, of course, you guys had. I mean, I know you guys do this often, but you guys had a meeting specifically how to fuck over Brian Brown doing, right? Yeah, well, you, we, that's where you came up with Pelucranos. Yeah, was that uh, well, we early can't on really or was divulge, that late in the process? We can't divulge trade secrets. <laughs> late in the process okay. or early in the process? I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah a, sorry, Jonathan. I mean, we'll have to cut that from the record. I forgot that's the secret stuff that Brad told me behind closed doors. I mean, we did. We, well, sadly, we did bring too much Kethis hate. I'll just say that. In standard, right? Yeah. In, in historic. It's really, yeah, it is incredible how much historic Kethis hate they brought for the one Kethis pilot who wasn't me. I, I got him. I got the last laugh by switching off a of Kethis in the last moment. Tried the fucking metagame against me in both formats. These sick, sick. Yeah. Formats. See, so you well, have to. I will, I, will, I, will, I will say that uh, 
I'm not going to spoil things until we get to Stark, but, yeah. but just speaking on that one, Brian, I will say that Seth and I were going to play the deck you registered until we got beat the shit out of by the deck we ended up playing. <laughs> mm. It is just unreal. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't we couldn't win the matchup and we were frustrated, <laughs> so we're like, fuck it, we'll just play it. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. So, Brian, let's hear about your shitty blue-black deck. What do you What do you got going on in there? Well, my plan against Team Root Adventures is to play Negate. So that's... Uh, <laughs> that's number one. <laughs> well, you're in trouble. <laughs> number two... I had no oh. idea that mono red was back and I don't and I still don't understand why it's back because I don't it doesn't <laughs> seem very good to me but apparently it's back. Yeah, 28% mono red was so good last time. Why uh why put it down? Yeah. But that honestly that is kind of surprising. Why why do you guys think red's back when like white had a better performance? Um, then mono red last time. Why is like red still the go-to deck when it performs so oh, badly? I can, yeah, I can answer this one because I actually had to fight my team on it. No one really believed me. I had mono red as the second most popular deck for this tournament, and my team just would not believe that. Um, I mean, yeah. I believe it from playing but, the ladder. I just play against red every single match. Like, yeah. So, so the reason is is a lot of the matchups for mono red that were abysmal are gone. Gruel Adventures, mm. um. Gruel Adventures that focused on mono red, like in league in the league play, the Gruel Adventure people had four Scorching Dragonfires main and three Red Cap melee sideboard. Like they were just, yeah. you know. And then also <laughs> mono white is a bad matchup, and also all the nine decks are a bad matchup. And so this all culminated in mono red having a bad performance. Yeah, um, not less Sultai Ultimatum showed up than they expected, and all of this, right? So. Mono Red did bad in league play, but it it still never really did that bad in outside of league play. And while there's 211 people qualified for this tournament, only 70 of them are from the league. So there is a lot of people that still could be influenced to play other decks. Mm -hmm. um, and also, it's still just a good deck and it's less focused, but it's the metagame ship. It's that Mono Red is better against Team Adventures than it is against all the Naya decks. Mono Red is better against Cycling and Demir Rogues than it was against the Gruel Adventure decks and the Mono White decks that were here before. And um, Mono Red's still extremely close against Soul Tail Tomate. It wasn't a bad matchup. It was just a close matchup. Yeah, it and, is very close. Yeah, and so, like, if that's the most played deck, it's not a bad thing to be playing Mono Red, especially if Team Adventures and Cyclone and Demir Rogues are what's going to surround Mono Red as a deck choice. So Mono Red, I think, is well-positioned. Um, I still think it's a little underpowered relative to the format. Mm -hmm. um but it's still just a good deck and a good choice and also like mono white aggro is really bad against these new naya adventure spirits decks i guess Naya adventures is just putting them all together mm -hmm. um but i'm assuming they're mostly the spirit spell but mono white's bad against that it's bad against team adventures it's bad against cycling uh it's bad against rogues like yeah. honestly it's only two good matchups at the top tables is mono red and soul tell tomato which is still 40 percent of the field so mono white's not like I think a bad deck choice. Do you think Martin Juza will be playing it? Oh, I have no idea. Probably. <laughs> I mean, Mar Mar Martin might've gotten burned by it, but like he's, he's played, he's been around magic enough to know that like that shouldn't uh, stop you from playing the deck yeah, the next time. Yeah. <laughs> I know though. I have some bad performances with decks and I'm like, I'm never picking up this deck ever again, you know, but yeah, he probably won't think that way. I mean, I think that way because a lot of times my bad performance with the deck is, related to my own ability to pilot it so but 
That's true. I, I don't know. I I am pretty skeptical about mono reds chances. I, I would I would predict it to be a, a sub fifty percent winning deck for sure. Do you feel pretty good oh. with rogues? You've been doing you've been crushing it on the ladder? Because I know you actually tested a decent amount. I mean, uh, I've, been, around, I've right, been winning Brian? most of my matches on the ladder, but I don't the I don't have a particularly like I don't feel that great about rogues as a choice. Okay. Mainly because um the main deck Palookra. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it's that. <laughs> it's really it's that. Like that one Palookranos, it it has it has ruined wrecked, your whole it tournament. Has ruined it all for me, dude. It, it swings. <laughs> it swings the percentage like of of one card that you could add to the main deck of that deck. Like that has to have the biggest impact. Oh, right? it has a huge impact because I to to your win percentage overall. Yes. Not just in the matchup. Yes. Oh, yeah. To my win percentage against yeah. every deck in the field. It has a huge. Because you're going to draw that Pelucranos against Teamer Adventures and it's going to be so horrifically bad that you're going to lose. <laughs> you, and then that's going to drop understand. you back down into my bracket where then <laughs> I'm going to mill over that Pelucranos. It's going to fuck me and then I'm going to lose <laughs> again. All right, I just want, all right, bro, bro, <laughs> bro, you're, you're playing yeah. Soltile Tomatum and you're against Teamer Adventures. Would you rather draw Chariot or Pelucranos? Um, probably Pelucranos. Yeah, yeah, Chariot Chariot's doesn't terrible attack against Teamer Adventures. Struck Beast. And you it can also kill... gets hit by all of their adventure creatures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, you can it just kill... gets picked apart. You could kill six innkeepers with that Pelucranos. So I think I'd rather have the Pelucra Daddy. Or, or yeah, or a dragon. You could just take down a dragon. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, so I think you are gonna go up in the winner's bracket, and Brian, you're just still gonna be losing to these mono red decks <laughs> in the lower bracket. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like my chances here, but I will say this. Yeah, I'm winning like tons of my matches on the ladder, but the reason I don't like my chances is because everyone I'm playing against has which I, I don't really, I, I honestly think it's like the legacy storm thing, storm effects, where like people hate losing to storm and legacy. So they have like six mind break traps in their sideboard. Somehow yeah. avoid getting Demir Rogues is that. Yeah. Demir Rogues is that deck. Like it, it's not that played. It's 8% of the field. And people I just hate losing. And to I it. don't think yeah. people expected it to be more than 8% of the field. If anything, I think people expect it to be less than 8% of the field. I was actually surprised that 17 people played it i thought the number would be less and yeah and yet everyone like I, when i'm playing the ladder i mean people it's not just the main deck blueprints although i have been playing against a lot of them you know <laughs> I, I honestly feel like people's lists are super tuned against rogues and i and i just think yeah. it's the the fact that people hate playing against it don't enjoy losing to it and subconsciously that affects their decisions even if it's not worth doing I mean the Plukernos thing. I'm yeah. I'm just busting Brad's balls. Like I, oh, yeah. I think Plukernos is a great card. I actually had it in my Kethis deck. I, I genuinely think it's a good card. So I, I I think his logic makes perfect sense there. But I do feel a little bit down on my chances because I do think that a lot of people are going to have those kinds of cards in their main deck this this weekend, just based on the experience that I've had um, playing on Arena and. While I'm still winning a lot on the ladder, I don't know if that's going to translate to the tournament where people are going to have like a little bit more tuned versions of decks and um, be a little bit better at piloting in the matchup. So, 
We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I agree completely with you on the, like, people are overhating it. Um, I'm not even sure that they're overhating it, but it's just, I, I like, I'm running into a lot of main deck cards that I'm not expecting. You know, it's not even just the Pelucranos, which I have been weirdly running into people main decking Pelucranos on the ladder, but also um, just a lot of Elspeth's Nightmares and things. Uh, I don't know, just a lot of cards that are good against specifically rogues and maybe they're not in the deck for rogues like i imagine elspeth's nightmare is pretty good against cycling as well cycling it's insane it's it, yeah it's it's yeah. it's good against cycling it can hit teamer in spots it can hit naya like that's the weird thing about rogues in my opinion is that there's a lot of um i a think the reason damage, that you're yeah, yeah be, and it's also just like it can be intentional too it's like i'm gonna add these like five effects because they're universal i can use them in multiple matchups and they all combine to create a rogues uh, a good rogues thing like that's actually one of my favorite things i used to do back in the day remember when we'd go to all the grand prix brian and like my i would get most excited when like i had this plan a against like five decks in the format but then all those cards also transformed in this great sideboard plan against like this one random deck yeah i mean mm -hmm. that was and that's kind of how it feels in this yeah format. i mean that was part of the key mm -hmm. to having a, an effective sideboard was Maybe Doomblade is the best removal spell against Mono Red, but instead you played Eyeblight's Ending or whatever because it, like, allowed you and to... a little more application against the Mono Black deck or something like exactly, that. Exactly, yeah, like, because you yeah. could also use it in the other matchups too, like, and, and it, like, gave you that kind of overlap. Um, mm -hmm. No, I mean, that's just, that's effective sideboarding. But, yeah, just, it, it's, like... It just sucks. I I don't feel confident for that reason. I think people are, you know, whether it's not whether it's specifically for rogues or not. I think people are pretty prepared for the deck. So, yeah, I mean, I actually think it'll do well. Like, I know there's a lot of mono red. That's the fear. That was the reason ultimately I didn't play it. But I actually that was on my literal shortlist. I I was either going to play Soltai or Rogues for the last week. I, I knew I was going to play one of those two decks. I'm actually yeah. more afraid we of just... Sultai than Rogues. And maybe that doesn't... Or sorry, Sultai than Mono Red. And maybe that doesn't make sense. But, um, you know, I, I did not build my version of Rogues. I, I, like, I'm kind of surprised that Sultai is the most played deck. And maybe I missed something obvious. Um, mm. But I thought from the from like previous events that... it I didn't think it would be that played. I actually thought that the variety of adventure decks would be by far the most played deck, which I'm kind of surprised. I, I, think I would have, I would have for, picked Sultai as well being the number one deck. Yeah. I, I think the reason is because like the original builds were too cannibalistic. And then, you know, when we showed up with the league version, that kind of became the stock way to build the deck. And obviously there's a lot of, there's like five cards different in a lot of ways, but like, just the like you are a ramp deck this is what you do and and i think that helped the dex win percentage and made it become like the best thing like homogenizing <laughs> the ramp effects for example like you know before not everyone was playing wolf willow haven things like that yeah. um and i think that that's like the the important takeaway uh and Sultai ultimatum is still just a one card combo and also all the naya decks like if if Soltai didn't exist. I think that there is a Nidek that beats everything. Um, if you build it the correct way. But because Soltai exists, you can't play it. Like the reduke version? Just some kind of version of, of Naya. I'm just saying that most mm -hmm. of the time when I'm playing Soltai, 
they might have their premium draw, and I'm still like 50-50 to beat them. Like yeah. they have their like triple edgewall innkeeper draw, and I'm like, how am I gonna win? And I still find a way. Because yeah. Sultai just gets goes over the top of them so fast when you cast an emergent ultimatum. Yeah, that is the one thing, you know, that I love about Sultai in in standard or historic. I've been playing that a little bit. It just doesn't matter if your opponent has a deck that has a lot of card advantage. For the most part, you just get to ignore it and do your gigantic thing and emergent ultimatum laughs that you drew four extra cards than the Sultai deck. So yeah, I would have played Sultai too. I I just love that deck as well. Um, you know, maybe I wouldn't have played Mythos in it, but uh <laughs> but I, I'm a big fan of of Sultai as well. But I still I don't think I I mean if I was the rogue well it depends on what your list is built, because if you're like our list was built with Soul Time more in mind than red and aggressive decks. I mean, my my list. So is, I think my list is pretty good against red. I mean, I don't know what that will translate to win percentage in the actual tournament, but I'm I'm kind of beating it pretty handily on the ladder. Um, you got like dead weights and stuff again, similar to your last list. Not my main deck, but I do. Yeah, I do have those. Like, all right, I have dead weights and crippling fear or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. um stuff like that and I, I i like i don't know those cards are pretty effective in that matchup um particularly yeah. dead weight is just really really good against those decks when you can recur with loris and stuff but fair enough but anyways standard is fucking boring we've all seen what it does you guys want to talk some historic because i think that's where there's some really interesting stuff going on and you know it, it's quite a different format uh with uro being gone yeah we definitely should talk about historic so now um I didn't do this for the standard portion, but I should for the for the historic. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go over the the metagame breakdown real quick for those who don't okay. have access to it. Sure. So Jun Sacrifice uh, combined was 66 um, pilots at a 31% of the field. And then there's another breakdown of it that said Jun, 10 of them were company and 56 of them were food. So food mm. just completely took over after the SCG tour weekend. Where food uh, took went it down, six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, food food went six zero in the first satellite, and then ever since then it just became the most dominant one. But yeah, okay. so everyone followed suit, and the food versions are far and away the most played version. The second deck, which is surprising to me, Same. is Orzov Auras, mm-hmm. which is uh, the deck count is thirty one pilots, 147 percent of the field. That is a deck that um, just takes advantage of the fact that there's less priests. In the Jun builds, and there's more trails. That's that's huge for that, and that's that was smart. I mean, you're pretty happy quick, with that, huh, bro? No, that's a terrible matchup for my deck. Oh, we'll is get it? to that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. It's a terrible uh, matchup Azura's... for my deck too. I'm not happy to see that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. I think Orzov Auras is going to have a really good weekend. So, yeah, it was a, it, it was a, another deck that I was like considering, but I didn't put enough work into it. Maybe I should. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we'll we'll bang out the rest of them. Azorus Control, 18 pilots. Gruel Agro, 11 pilots. Ob's on mid-range eight, and I think that this is the Pantheon deck. I, I know that Nasif and LSV were hinting about playing an Obzon deck. Um, which okay. funnily enough, because you know I'm I, I'm it's part of MTG mid-range. Melee. It's just mid-range, right? So I don't know anything about it. No one knows anything about it. Um oh, okay. I, I will just say one thing that's really funny is so you know, I'm a co-founder of MTG Melee. This tournament's on MTG Melee. Um, I'm of course not gonna cheat, and we have safeguards. Like if I ever clicked in, that's you know, if I clicked in to look at deck lists with like admin powers, right? If I had access to them, yeah, then it would there would be a timestamp. Wizards would be able to see it. We built it in, so wizards would know that I I looked at them, and I'd I'd lose my career. But we also <laughs> put a safeguard in where I 
two weeks out from every tournament, I lose my privileges on the website. Right now, I don't have an account that can do anything. So I actually, like, Steve is messaging me being like, how do I do this thing? And I'm like, okay, so this is how you do it, you know? Something so, I could easily do. So Brian, remember when Brad came to your computer and tried to click concede when you guys played? Now, if you play, just go to his computer, log into FTG oh, Melee, and then you officially got revenge. But you can't, like, I, like, but it's not possible. But the, the reason I say this is because like, this is something that was on social media because a few times people were like, well, I don't feel comfortable submitting my decks with, you know, to Brad's website. And I was like, A, it's not my website. B, I'm like a small part of it and I'm marketing and like a very small part of it. And C, I don't even have access. But Kai then messaged me. He's like, you know what? I know you don't have access because if you saw what I registered, I could hear you laughing from 3,000 miles away. <laughs> you know, like Sunday night, he was like, he's like, I just submitted the most ridiculous deck ever. And I guess it's this nice. Opson deck. I do not know what's in it. I don't know why it exists. LSV did say that if the field is 60% Jun, they made a good deck choice. So I guess they made a bad deck choice. I mean, <laughs> I see I see the, you know, with the graphic that you can find on Magic Shot GG um, under the Kel Time Championship, we see Yasharn and Binding the Old God. So I'm guessing, you know, it it is planned to beat Jun Sacrifice uh, with having yes. deck Yasharns. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm guessing it's a Yorion deck. If I had to guess, because Nasif and they love it, like... <laughs> yeah, it seems uh, like if I ever get back on the Pro Tour, I need to try to test with them. They're they're right up my alley there with the style of decks. <laughs> Man, Man, Mangucci also told us that he registered 190 cards. Well, he told me. 190 um, cards? Oh, yeah. Which, yes. which makes sense, because it's Mangucci. Um, yeah. But yeah, Soltile, Tomatum, Goblins, Bant, Midrange, all were eight copies each. And then Els, Borocycling, Monored fill out what they're saying and then others 37 i think there's like a shit ton of one person archetypes like a rakdos arcanist and a blah 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 and a blah 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 so mm -hmm. a lot of decks will be represented in this tournament but that's the the large swath of it but yeah, yeah so 17 percent uh, for other is pretty crazy one person registered kathis combo yeah how do you see that how do you see individual breakdowns of other you go to the link the above you gotta, yeah, the, uh, you gotta go to the link the call time championship metagame breakdown. Oh, that, and then oh yeah, you actually just go to Brad's login and then you see all the specifics, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. We don't need to keep we don't need to keep making this joke. It's something that's fired flamed up a couple times on social media. And it's really annoying because all I'm trying to do is like I don't get paid right now and I'm I'm working my ass off for mail. And then when I see this shit, it's like Come on, man. I'm just trying. I'm trying yeah, so yeah, hard. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, should probably I mean, not gaslight it for you then, huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm excited for when, you know, Brad gets access again so we can check timestamps. You know, when he changed his list to include a fluke or nose, timestamp up against when he was like, you should play Rose. <laughs> there was actually there was actually an SCG tournament where I accidentally clicked into it. And then didn't register for it, and I was going to play it. Like, I didn't see any information, right? <laughs> yeah. But I just clicked into the tournament controller, and I'm like, okay, I, I, all right, I'm not playing this tournament. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you saw the list. They're like, these deck lists are too good. I can't play. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't see any. I didn't even see any deck lists. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, we. I don't want to make jokes about this because, like, I take, I take this, like, with, a lot of responsibility like a i don't ever want to cheat but also i don't want people to think that like your tournament integrity is compromised yeah, like, yeah. you're really playing with fire so bringing this sapers. topic to the bbp if you didn't want jokes about it though that's all <laughs> that I'm is saying. true that is true <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So what are you guys playing then? Let's let's hear from that. Oh, I don't. I mean, uh, so uh, Brad's playing anti rule. And okay, I bet you and I'm guess guessing you're playing Gruel. That is, that is correct. That is <laughs> that is correct. All right, okay. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna preface mine um, with uh, Shaheen. I I am sorry for years of um, oh. torment for your deck choices. Are you playing uh, a certain Teferi? One five and one. <clears throat> <laughs> I am playing Azura's control. Yes. Oh my God, Brad! You're coming back to your Dominaria roots, huh? I am, I am, I, I am playing Azurius Control. Uh, it was a deck list built by uh, the Czech House. They, they really put a lot of work into it. At first, I did not like it. I had a lot of fears about it. But as we were playing matchups, I just wasn't winning. Seth wasn't winning. Um, the deck list was clean. I, I played with it some of the latter. Never lost any matches. And um, you know, we went with we went with a. a I think. Does, like a very a very similar executed plan that we had for last league play. You remember Sultai was not winning any other matchup because it was too focused on itself, so no one played Sultai mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't winning. And we showed up with Sultai that was way more focused on the other matchups and ignored game one in the mirror. Okay. Uh, effectively, right? We Smart. didn't play, like, before there was like 10 counters. That's similar to what our list is this time around. Our list is way more focused, like... There's people that are playing blue eye control right now, like on the SG uh, tour last weekend, that was playing like four shark typhoons, search for Scanta, three beyond the multiverse, six planeswalkers, and you know, just really slow stuff. You're just you're just not going to beat all the creature decks with all of that in your deck. Mm -hmm. um, and his score is so, fast and aggressive. You know, at least when I was dabbling into it. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, our deck list is way more focused, um, especially game one on beating the field and then has the appropriate plans for the mirror after sideboard. And I really like our list and I like a lot of the cards that we're playing and it really fits this current metagame. So I actually have high hopes for us. I think our deck list is good. Okay. Um, and our deck list beats the shit out of Gruel. Just demolishes it. So game one, you beat Brian Brown doing and then you sideboard for every other player and deck, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> the truth is, I thought I thought more. Why would he even need to sideboard, like, Corey? He's already got it in the main. He doesn't sideboard for you. Yeah. He sideboards for the other player. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually did think like, I, I was pretty close on this metagame prediction if Orzov and Gruel were swapped. I oh, thought Gruel's going to be more played and have a really good weekend. I thought so too because so, it did really good at the yeah. last league weekend, right? I'm really surprised that Elves only has six pilots. To be completely honest, really? Uh, yeah. I tested it. It's it's just bad against Jund and Azurius. Like, yeah, that's it's just what I would bad think too. You mayhem devil and Elves. I would not want to be playing a deck that loses to the best deck. You know that would. And I bet Azura Azorius control is actually pretty good against Jund sacrifice, right? I would assume uh, if if you if you build it. Correctly, but yeah, I I definitely think I'm favored against that. I think the 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 food version is closer than the company. I think it's way better against company. Yeah, um, food is just a little more difficult because they have a lot of answers and thought seizes and trail. Um, yeah, trail seems I like the big one. You you unless you have like a lot of cast outs or something, it seems pretty tough to deal with that card. Yeah, I kind of well, I have. I went back to my roots, baby. What's my favorite fucking card against green cards? Um, Wrath of God. Approach of the uh, second. Aethergust, baby. Okay. What is it? Aethergust. 
Oh, yeah, we're Everyone back. forgot about Aethergust, man. So you got Teferi, untap, Aethergust, you're permanent. You're going to be doing that all weekend, huh? I didn't forget about it, Brad. I had four copies of Aethergust in my Kefis deck. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brad, I, I got one serious question for you. Is it because you had to pass the Brad torch at the last tournament that you now wanted to become Brad Barkley and, and take on Azoria's <laughs> control? Was that Was that it? <laughs> no, it was it was literally just Stan. Stan is uh, a literal genius, and yeah, I am. I am. It's an honor and a privilege to to be <laughs> testing with him. Yeah, uh, I don't. I all that meme that was going around that said like, who would you just blind submit um, for deckless? It's got to be Stan right now, right? Like his decks are just always so clean. Everything seems to fit into place, and yeah, just just what a talented mind for the game. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I, I feel uh, awesome about being this team and it really works well because like, I'm not a good deck brewer, um, but I can help tune. I can help with cyber plans and I can help with metagaming. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what's been happening this whole year is like, I've kind of been really good at metagaming and they've been really good at finding the the right ways to build decks and then mm -hmm. I can help tune them. So like that, that's just been a perfect combination and th and that's why a lot of us are succeeding. Like, um, Seth had a bad weekend last weekend, but before that, you know, Andre, Seth, and I are all at the top of the MPL leaderboard, or was until Seth had a bad weekend, and then stands at the top of the rivals one. Like, yeah, yeah. No, you you guys as a team are doing quite quite well. Um, and what you and Strasky are literally tied right now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Yeah, that soul side deck that you guys played last time was really cleanly set up for the field i mean we'll yeah, see how you guys do yeah. this weekend but i, I thought that was really i mean how many, I, I, how many chariots is the real question how many how many do you go down to please say only two one no not the cadillac my favorite card oh we're, we're going bigger oh palooka daddy i forgot yeah and bigger <laughs> all right bigger what's bigger than palooka daddy well not technically but what Eldergoggoroth. Elder Gargaroth, take Gargaroth. that dragon. Yeah, take that. <laughs> yeah, that seems like a good card right now, actually. But um, yeah, it's, okay. it's good against cycling red and teamer. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Brian. So I can tell you really went out of your comfort zone and submitted two decks that you haven't played before in any other tournament with Gruel and Demir <laughs> Rogues. What's uh, anything special about your Gruel deck, or is it just kind of the same old shit that you can't really change? Um, I got some spice in the sideboard. I mean, it doesn't seem like this metagame will warrant it. Maybe it's good against Orzov. I, I, I don't know. I haven't played that matchup that well, or, or that much, what? and I've gotten absolutely clowned every time I have played against it. <laughs> um, But I'm playing... Do you have uh, a good Jun matchup, though? I think so. Yeah, I, I think I do. Okay. Like, I actually was... So, I tested predominantly with Kethis, because I wanted to play it. Um, <laughs> But... I actually just could not figure out how to beat um, like the two extremes of the format. Like I couldn't beat Azorius control and also beat like the fast aggro decks like Gruel and Elves and stuff. I thought I was pretty yeah. decent against Jund, especially when they're moving to like Trail and stuff because they're just a lot slower. Slows them down. Yeah, it slows them down a ton. Um, I, I was way way more afraid of getting you know priested out of the game and stuff but yeah i i just couldn't beat the combination of azorius and um 
on one hand and then gruel and elves and those kinds of decks on the other hand. So then I started testing the Jund food deck, which um, I thought was pretty good. But what was giving me the most trouble with Jund food was actually gruel, um, especially with Rampaging Ferocidon, which was just crushing me. And okay. maybe it's small sample size because, like, you know, I'm just playing on the ladder. So when I play against Gruel, I play against Gruel. But, um, yeah, I, I felt like that was a pretty rough matchup. So then I was like, well, fine, I'll pick up Gruel. Played against Jund a few times. Felt like I was ahead and Rampaging Frostland was really good in the matchup. And so I ended up deciding I was just going to play Gruel. Uh, I thought Jund would be the most played deck, which it massively is. Um, okay, but yeah I, yeah, I I thought that some of these like other collected company decks would probably be a little bit more played than they were. Um, so I'm playing like I'm playing Domry's and Domry's Ambush on my sideboard, which I thought were pretty good against those decks, and uh, they're not really part of the meta game. So I don't really know how that's gonna play out, but <laughs> I like it. I like it. So I had one question for y'all because I think the only thing that was like. The hotness that came up from uh, the SCG weekend was the rise of of Sultai Ultimatum. You know, I mean, you get Liliana in there uh, that combos with Voren collects pretty well. You get some Explorers as another two mana ramp, and a team that played it in the championship qualifier had some pretty impressive numbers. Was that anything y'all considered? Because I mean, with you, Brian, with Brian saying, <laughs> you know, that you couldn't beat like Agro decks plus control with any deck that seemed i i did this deck for my drop and bombs and we played it on versus live and that deck feels like it kind of has game against both of them um was this any on anyone's radar at all or did we think it was just a fluke oh, i meant i couldn't beat that with kethis <laughs> i didn't mean any deck i no. Yeah. i'm just saying trying to beat those spectrums of the decks like sultai seems like it could fit in that void a little bit where you know you have good sweepers and stuff and then game one against control is pretty bad but uh, you can transition a bit to to beat it, but you guys like that deck at all, or is it pretty bad to you? Or I mean, I, I test I tested the deck. I think it's bad. Um, okay. I think I think that a, an ultimatum strategy is fine against a deck that that doesn't utilize combat too efficiently, and I think Jund is one of those. Right? Mm -hmm. Jund Jund Foods trying to leverage the power of Kethis and Trailer Crumbs to kind of overpower an opponent and like Soul Ultimatum's like, you know, I'm just going to go over the top of that. So mm -hmm. I can understand why it's good there. But outside of that, the deck was inconsistent. I felt like the aggressive decks had a really good chance of just beating me down. And um, what's funnily enough is one of the last conversations I had to have with Seth Manfield was he was so afraid of their like one or two potential sideboarded um, thought distortions. Yeah. He's like, we can't beat it. And I'm like, dude, we have cards that have Fortel and we have Planeswalkers this time. Like, we can beat this card. Like, even mm -hmm. if it gets cast, we have Planeswalkers and Fortel card advantage. Like, And they're an know, 80 like, card deck where drawing, exactly, drawing them is yeah. pretty tough. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 since then, I've I've beaten every time that card's been cast against me um, because I'm just playing a leaner, much better deck. Um, and so I, I, I think the deck is, is fairly medium. It's just something people are trying because they got to put their Explorers and Gross Prowls somewhere. So people are trying ban, people are trying four color, people are trying soul tie. I don't know which one will eventually be a good deck. I don't even like I don't even feel comfortable wanting to play a deck with Gross Spiral and Explore just because I don't have like the reason you play those cards is because you'll eventually Uro and that's like your game plan. Now you don't have that. So I flood more often 
or I have to play more card advantage spells that are that are more ramp based. And you know, Gruel can just kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And 80, 80 cards, eighty cards. I feel like is fine in standard, mm -hmm. but like in historic, that's a big cost. Yeah, just like just how efficient some of these decks are at sixty cards. Like I, I, I didn't realize like. Yorian has taught me that 80 cards is doable, mm -hmm. but I, I realize there is a significant cost too. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense. I, uh, you know, I played a very little amount. I, I definitely took the fact that I'm not commentating for this Keltime Championship as a much needed break uh, and revitalize myself uh, before Strixhaven came out. So I got to sit back and just kind of, you know, watch some people stream and whatnot, and I didn't uh, dive too deep into it. So just curious on your opinion on that one. I mean, I think Gruul is clunky as hell, but Embercleave is a hell of a magic card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I do not well, think yeah, Gruul I mean, is the... a smooth aggro deck at all, but you just <sighs> do stupid, like, you just do, like, horrible curves of, like, not even that great creatures, and then you just cast Embercleave and they're dead. So it's also to be fair though, I think that Gruel is one of the weirdest decks where it's it's keepable starts are so wildly different. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you could just have eleven power in play on turn two. And 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 your opponent's like, well, this is this is stupid. Like mm -hmm. Like how 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 could I ever win? You just put eleven power on the play in turn two. Yeah, it is a really high variance one. Sometimes... Other games you're just like Birdie Tree Emissary, stomp you, go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, other times it's like, all right, I'm gonna put a two-two in play on turn two, and I'm gonna really hope my opponent has played something that I can deal two damage to. <laughs> like Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then sometimes you like I, I, I had a game where my opponent had a goose. I was testing with, with Andre and, and he had a goose. But I still had to stop his face because I didn't have a three drop and he had a stupid oven. Uh, oven. Yeah. So like I had to stop his face still. And I'm like, this is terrible. Oh, God. Oh, I hate, yeah. I hate yeah, the, like, having to stomp face <laughs> on the oven. I can't tell you how many times I've been looking at a priest of forgotten gods and just sitting there with bone crusher and be like, all right, you're at nine life upstairs for two. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so bbd it sounds like you're not that confident with either deck and brad it sounds like you're on the top of the world with uh is as far as confidence goes for your deck actually pretty, is that pretty I mean, accurate actually pretty confident with gruel I, I think the uh, deck's pretty good i mean i mm. i did not expect 31 people to play orzov auras and i i mm. haven't played enough of the matchup to like have a super strong opinion but it, it hasn't really felt very good for me the few times i have played it so so that one seems so bad, with but... ors that's fair so with orzov auras if it beats gruel it has a good matchup against zoria's control how's the jun matchup for auras i think i think like you were you were slightly favored against coco and i think coco was slightly favored against it and i think that jund is evenish with it uh jun food even with a I, bunch of claims i, I like just the think versions orzov that play for yeah, I thought Orzov Auras was a good choice. I didn't think it was going to be as popular. I should have spent more time on it. Like, mm. this is a regrettable thing for me. Like, I think Orzov Auras is going to have a good tournament. Yeah, it um, does kind of seem like that. It does seem I pretty mean, it's well just, positioned. It's, Kaya's whatever is so stupid. Um, Which card? Kaya's Ghost. Kaya's Ghost Form. Ghost oh, what form does that even do? Going? I've seen that in the list, but I I truly don't even know what it does. It brings back it the just, creature if it gets killed or exiled. It puts it back. In yeah, the or exiled. Holy or exiled. Shit. Yeah, okay. yeah. It just That's you huge. can't. Yeah, you can't. It it makes it very difficult to interact with, and means that like you're gonna have multiple like good chances of having creatures 
you know, doing their thing the entire game. And that's that's why Orzov is, is really good. Like before, the, the argument was the Zorius Ors was better because like the principle between spell pierce and Thoughtseize is pretty basic. Like you want them to cast their spell and you spell pierce it mm-hmm. when you're a tempo deck like this. You don't want to Thoughtseize one of their good cards and then they cast the other. Yeah. Uh, you lose a lot of tempo, but yeah. this deck is created resiliency. To, and mm. the resiliency is so much more powerful than the tempo. To further explain yeah. what Brad just said, like if you are playing a tempo deck, your goal is not to run your opponent out of cards. Your goal is to make their cards irrelevant by like having the pace of the game dictated as such. So like yeah. if you thought sees your opponent in a tempo deck and they have two different three drops, it doesn't matter which one you take, they're going to play a three drop next turn and it's going to hit the battlefield. But if you have a spell pierce mm-hmm. or, you know, essence scatter or whatever it is instead, and they cast it, it also doesn't matter what three drop they're going to play. It's not going to hit the battlefield. And that's pretty important for a yeah. tempo deck. That's why those kinds of effects are way better in those kinds of decks, generally speaking. But, but this sense. deck has, has this and demonic vigor, I think, which just gives it resiliency to where like um, their, their aura you know, their, their boggles are just going to consistently stay in play and generate card advantage. So also um, the, the, the shittier one, right? Like the, the worst boggle in the deck, which is what's it called? The, the Eidolon. Hateful Eidolon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hateful Eidolon. Like that also combos really well with all of the enchantment removal in the format. That card's really good with um, Meyer's Grasp. And I think there's another one too. Uh, dead weight yeah and and the and how the can you forget dead weight minus one plus two minus one yeah that's the that's the big one there's yeah. also another one in the format that's in the cyber i don't remember the name but it's just black target enchanted creature gets minus x minus x equal to the number of cards in that player's graveyard and so they have that one in their sideboard too which is just very powerful against creature decks okay um so yeah i, th- I think that that deck's going to probably just like body people this weekend it might be the best performing deck in all honesty. so austin hey. bursevich is gonna win this tournament huh because he loves orzov auras i just imagine he's playing that you know i'm uh, sure i have no idea <laughs> if he's playing that or not yeah I, gotcha i mean brad that uh, i'm not gonna make the joke okay um <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the joke oh was, you want him to make it you'll regret it <laughs> no nah, i'm not gonna make it um <laughs> I I would actually guess, and I'm interested to see how it plays out, just because this could be very wrong. I would guess that Jun Food is favored against Orzavoras. And I, I think the big reason why is um I mean claim. I don't know right? why I'm That's gotta like, be blanking on the name. The dragon. Yeah, claim is also Oh, it's because you haven't slept in a full day. That's probably that why you're blanking. Probably it. That is probably it. Yeah. yeah. Um <laughs> what what is that dragon called? <laughs> I can Corvold, yeah, I, I think Corvold <laughs> is is like so incredible against those decks. Um, yeah, it you know you just play it, draw five cards, and if they don't deal with it, you win. Like, um, that yeah. I, I just no, I think I think that kind of stuff just really swings those matchups, and I I think that uh, claim is also you know pretty strong for obvious reasons too. But. Oh no, mm-hmm. I th- I think Orzov Auras is. Um, even or behind against all the Jun decks, but then I think I think it's really good against the next like swath of decks in the format. Yeah. So that's that's what it is about that deck. I do think it's going to do well. Like the thing about the format right now is like Jund. Everyone's kind of targeting Jund, 
Yeah. And 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 Orzov has a pretty evenish matchup with that, with Jund also being in an arms race, right? There's less priests in the list. There's a lot more card advantage. There's there's cards that Orzov Orz wants to play against, like finding the old gods. Like, yeah. And so, and so like these kind of decisions are gonna help Orzov Orz be good. And so now the two decks at the top, everyone's focused on one and might not have all the answers for the other. And that's why I think Orzov Orz like should have a good win percentage for the weekend. Yeah, it does really. The more and more we talk about it, it seems like it's going to have a, a pretty solid one. And the thing I like the most about Orzov Oras too is like Brad was saying, it has good matchup against the other decks. Like I've been testing a ton of uh, Orzov Oras versus Abzan midrange, and I think that is <laughs> a great matchup. <laughs> so I mean, that's a huge reason yeah. I want to play that deck. So yeah, I bet you have, bro. Uh, I bet yeah, you have. Yeah. <laughs> God, what if what if what if this is just a stainy Yorion deck and Nasif ran it back and Nasif is just playing mm-hmm. Abzan, Yorion in both formats? I hope oh it would make my dreams come true. I would love to see it. I would love it too, <laughs> just because I love those style of decks, but I love streaming with them. You know, I usually don't take them to competitive <laughs> events, but uh, you know, Nasif made it look pretty good in the in the last league weekend at least. Yeah, I mean, well, I um, I mean, I, I don't have much more to say, and I'm yeah, really hungry. Mm. All right, well let's uh, let's wrap it up to the cast and crew mm. then, huh? And then and then Brian can get to sleep. Well, <laughs> yeah, Brian actually- can sleep. And and sorry, one last thing about the episode though, I'm really excited um, for next week to just talk about you know your guys' individual card choices. Maybe not so much Brian's because his decks haven't <laughs> changed in the last year and a half, but. I'm excited to see what your soul tie list looks like and hear uh, the reasoning why you would not play three Azekas. Oh, how wrong you are, Mr. Baumeister. (laughs) I've got four (laughs) copies of Merfolk Windrider in my deck now instead of three. So, oh shit! Okay, we're dedicating the whole fucked. episode to that next week. I mean, I can I can easily answer the chariot thing real fast. It's not that good against soul tie, teamer, or cycling. It used to be good against Naya White and Red. Yeah, but the the metagame shifted a little, so. The, okay. the cards changed. That's it. So, well, then never mind. Next week's episode's going to suck. <laughs> I actually, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't actually understand why I was on the cast this week because when you guys reached out to me to ask if I would be the special guest, um, mm. I was actually promised a 40 uh, minute long Kethis deck tech uh, as part of the episode. We have Oh, no, no, no. Out. You get to do that after the cast. No, 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 Brian. Just do it after the cast and crew and we'll find room in it. Yeah, continue we'll to put it in the episode. continue to record. We might step away, but you know we want this to be a monologue type thing. So yeah, you do that, and then we'll we'll catch back up to you after you're done with your 40 minute spiel. Yeah, it'll, and, uh, it'll be great. It's not what I signed up for, but fine, mm. fine. But you know what? These people signed up for that we're about to talk about next: the casting crew. The casting crew. <laughs> All right, well, for kicking out the cast and crew, just so you know, for everyone out there, this is the proud workers of the Bash Bros podcast. Uh, they are supporters at our patreon.com. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash Bash Bros podcast to support the show. And on a specific tier, you can become part of the casting crew, which means uh, just paid labor. But paid labor, the, yes. the opposite way, yeah. Like like you pay to labor. Mm. Yes, yes. Uh, and to kick things off, we got Bino Gautista, who is... Uh, got a promotion this week, and that is our metagame analyst. Ooh, um, okay. You know, we could have used this last week before the metagame actually came out. 
Yeah. But, but we'll, we'll have Bino for next time. Sounds like Brad well, makes it. sense. He already knew the metagame for the only tournament he cares about. <laughs> He's been analyzing that website. His battle against me <laughs> in either format. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you so are. Good. You're you're a sick <laughs> because I was just trying to help. Oh, I know you were. Help yourself. <laughs> uh, help yourself. That's right. All right. Next up, we got Esteruti, and that is our business analyst. Uh, I'm starting to notice a theme in our cast and crew already, but you know what? There's a lot of business to be analyzed and we really have to uh, keep a close look on that. Esaruti uh, does an excellent job at that. Yeah, let's keep this train going. All right, and then we got Insight Esports, who is our esports event analyst organizer on MTG Melee. <laughs> That's right, and they have a an IQ this weekend on Saturday. So if you wanna play some standard, and check that out. That'll qualify you for their invitational in May on the 22nd, which is a 5K. So uh, a, where you can battle me, where you can yeah. battle Corey. Dun, dun, dun. Great equity tournament to look into if you're interested. They got a ton of tournaments, too, on the website. So go take a look. Next up, yeah, we got Ian Pasella, who is BBD's leading analyst resident pastafarian. <laughs> Did you say BBD or BBP? I, you like I think I know? said BBDN Pastafari and not Pastafari. And I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I, I fucked that whole thing up. But we need to get Max cool helping you out, Brad. Yeah. We need Max to uh, do some work with we you. Do. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got Wapa, who does no analyzing of any kind. He is Brad's no, personal no. barista and also personal dog walker. And I've got to say, D could really use a lot of walks because her energy levels are way beyond what i'm able to match so. oh that's that's true i didn't know where that sentence was going but i'll agree with that <laughs> yeah yeah that's fair <laughs> all right next up we got adham who is our ghost writer a ghost writer is uh here to i don't need to explain this anyone that's left knows what a ghost writer is and you did a wonderful job adham yeah yeah it writes about ghosts so Nick next up Cage. we got david watt <laughs> And that is our special guest screener. Once again, you know, lures our special guests in with promises that they can never actually follow through with, like a Katha's deck tech for 40 minutes. That's how we get our special guests. And then we completely ignore their concerns and wants. So good job, David. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, for the first time ever, I feel betrayed by David Watt. Generally speaking, <laughs> yeah. I thought he's done a great job. <laughs> this one time, that, but... a little bit. Yeah, not so great about it. No. All right, next we got mm. Max. That is Corey's linguistic coach. And like I've said before, I think Max has been really doing a pretty great job. Corey's been on point lately, both in mm. Wizards of the Coast broadcast that he is oftentimes a part of, and also in this yeah. very podcast. So great job, Max. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I speak words good now, so yeah. Mm. Oh, man, I just thought of the best joke that we need to do for this one. Does it involve a skull? Well, no, it's just, just <laughs> no, just from now, just from now on. I, I mean, uh, uh, the, the new joke that you have to be a part of if you're on the show next week, Brian, Brian doing is you just got to add words to Max's description. That is just goes over Corey's head. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> like super big words. I don't like that. <laughs> All right. Next up, we got. Paul K. Sarowski. I really hate that you guys aren't drinking sodas anymore. It's really ruining this podcast. 
oh, I do drink soda and this is now my responsibility, but I don't, I don't really <laughs> drink sodas often. So I don't ever have them. Brad doesn't available. put, Brad doesn't take the responsibility as seriously as I used to. And yeah. that's, you know, but to be fair, you, you, you had it at arm's reach oh, every I time. Did. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. It was a responsibility. Doesn't mean he didn't take it seriously though. No, I, I mean, I, this is, that's not a knock on Brad at all. It was a responsibility that I took seriously. Even when we weren't recording the podcast, I took it seriously wait, wait, this... every day. <laughs> I mean, if you really took it seriously, you'd still go out and buy sodas, crack them, dump the soda out, <laughs> and and move on with pour, your day. Pour one out for the old, pour one out for the like my bros or whatever. Is that how it goes? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So this isn't to crack at me, but everything else is. Exactly. You're catching yeah, up. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're catching that, up. It only took part, you 102 episodes. No, yeah, that part was totally legit. The Pelugrinos, yeah. which in fact, if I had to add a word to Corey's linguistic coach a long word that Corey probably can't pronounce. I would go with Palookaros. That would be my pick. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I call it Palooka Daddy because mm. I cannot actually say no. the full name. So yeah, good call. So next up, uh, we got Phil. And Phil maybe could be in charge of getting sodas at this point because we still do not actually know what Phil does per se around here. But, uh, you know, still good spirits on that, Phil. Uh, good character. What does he not do, though? That's a good point. We don't know that either. So there's a lot of variables that we need uh, to to fill out here with it when it comes to Phil's job. All right. Next up, we got JP, and that is Mangu's timestamp finder. <laughs> JP's role is to find the part of our podcast where we actually begin to talk about magic so that Mangushi can tune back in since he has frequently left the podcast after that point in time. Yeah. yeah, that makes that sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, we got Sultan Abasi, who is our designated mana dork. Uh, what 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 do we got on? Teferi Hero of Dominaria, add two mana. <laughs> Let's go. Oh man, is it is it actually that? I mean, I'm I was thinking. I was thinking Pelucranos. Yeah. Yeah. That let's go true. with Pelucranos. That is true. Yeah. You can add two minutes to too when you. I mean, that, that rate of escape is such a deal that there has to be, you know, it's so cost efficient. It has to be. There's got to be free yeah. mana in there somewhere. I know it. Yeah. It is when you play against Brian. But I know yeah. it. It's got free mana in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> all right next up we got eric Nall, and that is the bvp trash man eric Nall has went on a full-scale journey from you know leaving the atmosphere to become a trash monster down to just you know settling down starting a trash family and just you know living a simple life at the bvp trash man so sounds like a garbage life <laughs> yeah yeah it's a hard it's a hard life but he wasn't able to escape it um all right next up you know what brian can you stop recycling that joke uh, yeah wish i could but i cannot all right we got gare melody that is our merch store manager and so far unfortunately all the merch that we've produced thus far has ended up with eric Nall uh as in the trash nobody yeah. has bought any of it but so please escape us from this and and purchase them so we can I don't pull know what them you're out of the about. trash. I don't know what you're talking about. You. A lot of awesome and hit people have now purchased our our gear. So you should go to that link and you can be one of the cool That's kids. That's right. That's right. Really? Yeah. Crokey's bought no, one? No. 
Crumbies. <laughs> I actually got a new shirt idea. Oh, Dope. shit, we need one. Yeah. Save we, we, it for we'll, the next we, cast. We will need one in a couple months, but it's it's just losing us money, but whatever. Hey, I'm I mean, cool with hey, hey, that we got to keep our perks up for, for a reason, you know? <laughs> I, I feel like at this point we have a cast of crew, but just the podcast just costs everyone money. <laughs> <laughs> everyone. <laughs> the old adage like time is money and anyone who's spent the time to listen to this has definitely lost any kind of money oh, so, equity. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, even the people that actually are just listening to the podcast without donating any money to the cast, they're still losing money That's what because it is. of oh, time. Sure. Yeah. Yes, they are. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, and and, and and just the 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 damage that'll be cost for the for their entire lives, right? Just the, yeah. the mental scarring. You got to pay money for therapy because you listen to too many episodes. Yeah, that makes sense. And if they try to like mm-hmm. follow our ideas, yeah. then they... You know, like they have to pay an entry fee for a tournament. Oh God! What if, they, what if they replicate Ooh. us too? Oh, God. the amount. Oh. Imagine. Think how many mythoses were around. So I think uh, you know what I've probably done that to a few people. I definitely played against oh, some mythoses on the ladder. As have I played against Elspeth's nightmares out of Soul Tie. So. All right. <laughs> no. All right. All right. Well, okay. Whatever. <laughs> this is all stupid to talk about. Next up is Patrick, our office party coordinator. It's such a better topic. Yeah, Parties. I can actually office party soon, y'all. I got the vaccine today, so I can hug people. I can no, do no, Jager no, 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 no. I can't you hug. Still, you still have to respect all of the, the shit with, with it still. Damn it. I thought getting the vaccine mean I could just hug strangers again. That's once, not true. Well, once we get to herd mentality, no, because if you do that, then people will start doing that and they'll normalize it. You have to still wear a mask. You have to still obey all the rules. Mm, even with this vaccine giving me superpowers, right? If I can now levitate, I still can't fly in no fly zones. I mean, the moment that you can actually levitate and prove that to me, then I'll let then you do I, whatever the fuck you want. Then I can hug people. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. just fucking do whatever you want, Superman. All right, I'll, I'll be working on that. But in the meantime, Filippo Filippos Galanis is working on Brad's soundboard because it's broken. So right now, that is Brad's it's not soundboard broken. operator. It's just, it's, it's just not. I don't have anything recorded. It ain't broken. Oh. I don't want to have to fucking play against Bluegrass anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Too bad. That one's not coming true. You gotta be playing against I think that one got missed. It's nothing. Nothing's nothing's recorded. (laughs) I I don't know why. Okay, that did. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Record yourself, Brad. So, (laughs) yeah, that'd be effective. But, like, I hit the buttons. Yeah, I... Oh, I gotta switch around. I think what's happening is... It doesn't register you guys. It's only registering me. So I have to fix mm. the fix it so it can hear you guys a no to record yep. it. Ah, okay. That's that's what it is. That's the issue, and I don't know what the fix is, and I'm not going to well, worry about it right now. Well, we know now. one person that can help with that, and that's Filippo Scalanis. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we know one person <laughs> yeah. who will not help with that, but will delegate others to do it, and that is Loror, who mm. is our CEO. And I have to imagine that Loror regrets everything. Regrets mm. every life decision that has led him down this path after listening to even one minute of our inane <laughs> banter on the Bachelor's podcast. <laughs> Who's next up? Yeah, I, um. Next up is Victor, and that is my first place trophy holder, which they'll be needing to add that to, to their responsibilities after this weekend. Probably. When I win oh. the tournament, Probably. and I don't think we get trophies actually anymore. Do, but, but all right. 
Probably true. And Probably an, true. another person that's going to have some extra work to do after this weekend is Dr. Unks. After BBD gets the <laughs> shit kicked out of him, Dr. Unks is going to have to make sure that everything's still working properly up there. That is so Dr. Unks is a resident proctologist, but mainly focuses his attentions on Brian Braun doing. Yeah, that's a really but. colloquial use of our, because it really seems pretty targeted <laughs> to be honest yeah oh. yeah and we do we do have one new cast and crew member that is in the waiting room still trying to place them uh but they should be on the cast and crew tomorrow our buddy joshua shows shout out uh to them as well that'll be on the future cast and crews so. yeah we, we 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 do have a we do have a new cast and crew that we just need to figure out what their responsibilities are and if you want to be a new member of the cast and crew you can be if your name isn't brian brondoon because we wouldn't hire him <laughs> all right well thank you brian either, so that's cool. thank you yeah. brian for being on the show and thanks everyone for listening i'm gonna sign us out right now because i have back problems and i need to go cry and i'm gonna sign Bye. us in for that kethis interview brian hit it all right so it all started with